arts news from around the area. Welcome to the Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, promoting and supporting the arts, arts organizations, and artists throughout Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. Good morning and welcome to Creative Cafe. I am Kristen Chesick, the Executive Director of the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. And we're so happy to be here this morning with you this October 1st. We're going to start off our first segment this morning with On This Day in History. So October 1st was a very busy day in uh, our history. Starting out in 1868, Little Women by Louisa May Alcott is published in America by the Robert Brothers of Boston. This was actually published in two volumes. Most of us are aware that the books follow the four March sisters and it's reported to be loosely autobiographical. The second volume, however, was entitled Good Wives, and that was how it was released in the UK. And then in 1880, the two volumes were republished under the single title Little Women. The novel was an instant hit and has now endured over, I think, 150 years or more. Louise O'May Alcott also wrote two sequels, Little Men and Joe's Boys. Sarah Ebert, who is a literary historian, has argued that this novel is actually the creation of a new form of literature, combining the genres of romantic children's fiction with sentimental novels that it's now called coming-of-age books. However, you want to categorize it, the novel has spawned at least 11 stage adaptions, so both plays and musicals, seven films, six TV ministries, miniseries, and the Brits like to call them serials, two operas, three radio plays, and ten spin-off novels. The most recent project is a South Korean adaptation produced by Studio Dragon for cable TV, which aired actually this past month in South Korea. We just can't get enough of the story of the March sisters and their families, and it's truly a testament to how our familial relationships are a universal experience, one to which we can all relate. So if you haven't picked up Little Women in a while, you have a multitude of ways in which to enjoy that story, Um, or you can read the book. Also, uh, on this day, on October 1st, 1880, John Philip Sousa becomes the new director of the U.S. uh, Marine Corps Band. In 1888, the National Geographic magazine is published for the very first time. In 1961, the Beach Boys record their their debut single, Surfin', introducing a brand new musical style. In 1962, a lot happened in 1962 on October 1st. The American singer Barbara Streisand signs her first recording contract ever with Columbia. Brian Epstein signs a contract to manage the Beatles uh, through 1977. Also in 1962, Johnny Carson hosts his first Tonight Show on NBC. His guests included Rudy Valley, Tony Bennett, Mel Brooks, and Joan Crawford. So that was quite the show. In 1962, also the Lucy Show premieres on CBS. Also on this day, October 1st in 1967, Pink Floyd arrives in New York for their first U.S. tour. 1968, uh, we saw the cult zombie film Night of the Living Dead, and that debuted um, and premiered in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 1972, Don't Play Us Cheap closes at the Barrymore Theater after 164 performances. And in 1974, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre horror film, that premieres in Toby Hooper's hometown, Austin, Texas. In 1982, Marvin Gaye releases his last studio album, Midnight Love, which featured his single Sexual Healing. And in 1984, Gary Trudeau's Doonesbury comic strip, 
resumes after a two-year hiatus. In 1992, Oba Oba 93 opens at the Marquee Theater in New York City, and it runs for 22 performances, and I'm not sure anybody knows that show, but that's probably because it was only 22 performances. And then in 2021, rock singer David Lee Roth announces his retirement um, and that will follow a five concert residency in Las Vegas. So he's actually started that in January of 22. And that's what happened on this day in history, October 1st. Now, what's happening now in Kalamazoo? Coming up this following Friday is Art Hop. You're not going to want to miss it. The theme is self-expression and uh, self-expression that that uh, expressing your thoughts and your feelings and your ideas through art and there's no better way to do it as far as the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo is concerned. Um, it's uh, next Friday, first Friday of the month from 5 to 8 p.m. Admission is always free for Art Hop and um, you'll have access uh, already to the KalamazooArtHop.org website. So if you just want to go to that website, you can see all of the stops that will be happening for the October Art Hop. Uh, tomorrow, Sunday, there's an afternoon of jazz presented by the Kalamazoo Symphony Orchestra at the Dalton Recital Hall. That's at 3 p.m. And then, of course, it's still theater season. Fall, we kick it all off. And this is your last chance to see Disney's Newsies at the Kalamazoo Civic Auditorium. This is also, you've only got a couple weeks left to see The Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson musical, which is happening at Western Michigan University's Gilmore Theater Complex. Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. You've only got a couple weekends left to see that as well. That stars uh, the scene-stealing Jeremy Koch. So how would you like that in front of your name, scene-stealing? So it's a great uh, murderous romp-filled show. That's a comedy with unforgettable music and nonstop laughs. So if you're looking for a laugh, get out to the Farmer's Alley. Uh, you also only have a couple weeks left to see The Tempest, which is happening at Western Michigan University. That's Shakespeare's Tempest. If you're looking for something to do tomorrow at noon, you can go to Miller Auditorium and have drag brunch with the Kalamazoo Kittens. Next Friday opens Anastasia at Miller Auditorium. It's only playing for two performances, so you're going to want to get tickets to that. And then the Kalamazoo Civic Theater's Senior Readers Theater, Side by Side by Sondheim, will be presented, and that opens next Friday as well. And that is what's happening in your area. When I come back, we're going to be talking to Brad Poor, who is the theater program director over at uh, Kellogg Community College. He's going to be talking about the program over there and also their upcoming show. We'll be right back. Creative expression comes in all shapes, styles, and forms. The Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo invites you to get involved in your local arts scene. Are you an artist, playwright, actor, musician, or photographer? Do you make your living providing creative connections for others? Or do you engage in artistic expression as a way to fulfill a need to express yourself and share your story? The Arts Council wants to hear from you. For as little as $20 a year, you can become a part of the larger community of your artistic peers exploring resources, collaborations, funding opportunities, and more. As a service organization, the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo has been proud to serve Kalamazoo since 1966. Please visit our website anytime at kalamazooarts.org. That's kalamazooarts.org. Or stop into our offices inside the Epic Center in downtown Kalamazoo. We can't wait to meet you. This message provided by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo.
You're listening to The Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. Well, good morning and welcome back. I'm Kristen Chesick, the Executive Director of the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, and we're on Creative Cafe. I have the pleasure of speaking with the Program Director for the Theater Program at Kellogg Community College this morning. Brad Poor, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for coming on the show this morning. For sure. This here. is Creative Cafe. So we're wondering what is your favorite morning beverage? Oh, I I've made a, a switch back uh, recently from had a really good buddy in grad school who when when I would be hanging out at his house and we had coffee, he instead of doing the traditional uh, you know half and half and, and sugar thing, he was a honey in the coffee guy so i've uh recently switched back over to put a little tiny bit of that um my first cup usually has a little bit of honey in it the second one is just the just the half and half but we uh my my wife and i grind our own beans to to brew our own at home and and that's that's our usual go-to most of the time the usual routine unless we're on a road trip i haven't yeah so cream and honey i've not heard of Mm -hmm. that yet so that's good that's a new one for us yeah. Interesting. I'll have to try that. It's like tempting fate because I'm allergic to bees. So I just, you know, oh, okay. take, and, take a little bit of honey and live on the edge, I guess. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I got your title correct, program director for the theater. Uh, I think technically nice. these days it's supposed to be theater professor slash program coordinator oh, is how they have okay. it. Okay. All right. But yeah, it is the theater program. Right. Yep. And it is at Kellogg Community College. That's right. Um, it's a th- uh, the theater area of study. Um, it's uh, kind of contained underneath the broader, like, arts and communications okay. uh, chunk of the school. Yeah, yeah. All right. And how long have you been with KCC? Oh, I started teaching their adjunct uh, in the spring of 2009, I believe. Uh-huh. And then uh, was their adjunct for a little while. And then uh, got hired full time. Started spring of 2011, so just past a decade, and uh, it's it's been it's been awesome. It's been amazing. Yeah. Damn. So you've been there, yeah, a little longer than a decade. But mm-hmm. how long has the program been around over there at KCC? Uh, they started pretty pretty straight up right after the school itself opened in 55, 56. I think the first production okay. was in was in fall of 56. I want to say something like that. Um, I'm the first full-time theater professor that they've had there Mm -hmm. previous to me it was uh when they would do productions those would be kind of cobbled together from local folks or they could bring in to direct them and head them up um the gentleman who was there previous to me that was kind of in charge of operating things was technically an administrative uh person where he would teach stagecraft class build the sets Mm -hmm. had a little bit of directing experience going into it didn't teach any theater classes per se, except for building the sets and then directed and brought together everybody to do shows okay. in the evening. And then that kind of switched over when they brought me in because my background was in you know, directing and acting first. And then um, then we bring in whoever we can bring in to, to technically build stuff. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So what types of theater does um, do you do there over at KCC? Um, we, we tend to do, we got kind of two different areas of things. We have um, what I'm in charge of and contracted for, which is, um, you know, teaching the classes that I teach, uh, which I can talk a bit about, a bit about those, because mm-hmm. when you teach at a community college theater, especially, it's a little bit of a different mission. Um, we do two main stage productions every school year, one in the fall, one in the spring. Usually one of them is a musical and one of them is a straight play. We kind of, lately we've been flipping back and forth between what happens and which season. Uh, and then we have a student theater club, Encore Theater Club, which kind of depending on 
who's taken up the reins of that any given year. They do their own productions and their own uh, projects and um, uh, side events and things like that, too. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, that's uh, for the most part, it's the, the classes that I teach and then the two shows that we do, one in the fall, one in the spring. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. there's some student activities going on yeah, for uh, sure. in the background as well. Yep, yep. So it actually sounds like a very robust program over there. We, we try. As, as, uh, as far as I'm aware, there are not very many um, full-time, consistently running theater areas like that within community colleges mm-hmm. in the state of Michigan. Um, I think part of that is just a, a byproduct of the, the the huge support for the arts in this particular area between Kalamazoo and Battle Creek that's sure. pretty unusual as somebody who's traveled a good bit of the country and have been in lots of medium and, and small towns earlier on in my career um, when when... we first moved here, it was blatantly obvious how supportive and how into broad spectrum of the arts folks are around Mm -hmm. here compared to other places this size and kind of density. Um, So it's, it's a really special place to be. And uh, that, that pays off a lot in the, in the skill and kind of drive of folks to come through and do stuff Mm -hmm. with us. Yeah. Okay. And so the program for you is open to students, open to students and community. How does that work? We are, I, I kind of uh, pitch all the time that we are just as much a community theater these days as we are an educational theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm constantly kind of, depending on who shows up for auditions for the productions, I'm trying to find that balance between um, new community members that show up, current students, uh, alumni of the college. And then we've also got um, you know a core group of folks that turn up to audition for most any show Mm -hmm. um, and kind of uh, work them in with all the new folks as best as best as I can. Um, So, yeah, we're we're open to pretty much everybody. I put on certain stipulations depending on what the script calls for. But for the most part, we open it up to anybody who wants to show up and has the time to put in because, you know, putting together a a show is a big time Mm -hmm. investment. It is. Um, It is. So you don't have to be enrolled in the college to be able to come out and audition for a show. Nope, and I'm sure you just said you do have some stipulations. I'm sure that as an, as also an educational theater, you want to make sure your students have good roles and that they're having a good experience. Sure. But, yep, yep. but uh, the community is invited as well. I think that's great. Yep, yep. Um, is there a degree associated with what you teach over there? No, not per se. It's, it's a, it's a true two year school, school in that, mm-hmm. in that sense. I've had a few students that have come through over the years that have gone on to, uh, get accepted into the program at Western and um, gotcha. Central and a couple of places like that, um, but not not an official you know certificate or degree or anything like that in the theater area itself. Sure. Um, I uh, one of my one of my favorite classes that I teach is an, is essentially an acting one class, what's labeled as an acting one class, mm-hmm. but because of the nature of teaching at a community college where you got people from all walks of life that are looking mm-hmm. to do all kinds of things with that degree, we try to make it an acting class for real life to kind of help people uh, navigate <laughs> relationships and professional environments and stuff and using the skills that actors use to get by and that kind of thing without being deceptive, but also trying to uh, be the best version of yourself right. in any given situation. Right. Yeah. So kind of that soft skill side of acting to Absolutely. try to bring that out. That's and as a community theater, so a two-year degree can go on, um, obviously, um, you just said, you know, some of your students go on to a four-year degree your college but I think you've hit on something really important and I think that in the community college setting probably you get to the crux of it and that's the self-expression 
and the ability to um, to be able to have these creative experiences is, is important for everyone, yep. not just folks that want to go on and, and make this their career. Um, can you talk about a little bit about um, more about that idea of how important self-expression is? Uh, I think I think for me it all kind of falls into this idea of the world that we're living in nowadays, which especially with pandemic and post-pandemic, we kind of live in a digital world and an analog world. And how Mm -hmm. we express and edit ourselves in the digital world is oftentimes really different from how we present ourselves in the analog world. And being involved in things like theater is that much more of a old school human kind of breathing the same air, being in the same space kind of interaction with folks. And we don't get as much practice at that as our ancestors did for thousands of years. And our brains are still trying to log back into that old analog way of thinking in a lot of instances. And so I think Mm -hmm. the experience of uh, doing that kind of thing and working one-on-one with folks in real time becomes really valuable down the line. You can present yourself in one way on Zoom, but that's different than being in the same room with folks and doing that job interview with a with a group of strangers or mm-hmm. uh, leading leading a, as a board member or something along those mm-hmm. lines so um yeah i think it's i think it's super valuable it helps you um get points across listen to others better have more uh openness and empathy to the world around you it's all it's all crazy important stuff that kind of gets breezed by when you're just trying to memorize facts and figures and names and pass those tests and right you know get get that certificate we need that uh analog practice these days too I would absolutely agree with that. Some of us need to go back to college and practice our analog (laughs) life. Yes. So you just had auditions a couple weeks ago for the first show of the school year, right? It's true. Uh, What's the show? Uh, We are, we're doing the Rocky Horror Show uh, on stage live. We're totally expecting the audience to yell stuff at us and throw things at us. (laughs) Okay. Um, First uh, community college production of Rocky Horror to be done in quite some time that I can find. Uh, the Barn Theater is actually doing it the two weeks before we are, oh, okay. but we yeah. kind of figure it's enough of a of a cult following of oh, a show yeah. that we can get an audience, you know, no matter what. Sure. Uh, and had a huge turnout for our auditions. Biggest turnout that I've had for a show since I started directing shows there. Had up, upwards of 40 folks come out for it. Wow. For 15 roles. So um, that was super exciting. Got a great group of folks together to to make it happen. Okay. And when is the show? Uh, it's the first two weekends in November. Okay. So we run Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday night, Saturday night, 7.30. Sundays are matinees uh, at 3. So that's the 4th, the 5th, and the 6th of yeah. November, and the 11th, 12th, and 13th. Um, tickets will be uh, we'll be able to have phoned-in reservations a couple weeks before the show opens where yeah, folks sure. can call and leave voicemail. Mm-hmm. Um, and then tickets will be available at the door. We have a pretty big house in our auditorium, 300 seats, which we very rarely get more than 75% full. Okay. Um, so most folks will be able to just kind of walk up, buy tickets at the door, um, and get in. Pay a couple extra bucks if you want your your little baggie of stuff to throw at the actors that's been uh-huh. pre-approved. Sure, sure. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the plan at the moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. So first uh, two weekends in November. Yep. And a couple weeks before that, so a couple weeks from now, you should be able to call and pre-reserve if you want to. If I want to donate, do you guys take goods, services, money? Um, yeah, to cards, a, for sure. To a certain extent, we are we have a really um, well-stocked uh, costume storage that's been amassed over the years mm-hmm. from folks donating stuff to us. Um, we're uh, part of the, the box office funds from this show and any other um, donations that folks make to us uh, mm-hmm. while coming to see the shows are going these days towards a, 
a big international trip that we're planning to the Fringe Festival in Scotland in a couple of summers, which we're putting together an original show for that. That's going to kind of represent Battle Creek uh, for the first time over there. And, uh, you know, we, we got some we got some exciting stuff going on and uh, just trying to kind of roll with it and make the best of it with uh, with what we got. OK. How about a website? Um, probably the best place to get information at, at the moment is still through Facebook. So if you look up okay. uh, KCC Theater on Facebook, that's the old school the, Greek spelling with the R-E at the end. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Find us there, and we got all kinds of uh, places to go and different information popping on there for what's coming down the pipe. And, um, you know, little right. tidbits from class and things like that, too. All right. So if people want to help, uh, well, if you want to go see good theater, you need to go the first couple weekends of November to see Rocky Horror Picture Show. And those proceeds sound like they're going to go to a great program two years from now, the Scottish Fringe Festival. That's great that you're going to take some students there. And if you want to give some money to that in the meantime, I'm sure Brad will take that money as well. For sure. We, you, we, you know, it's, it's, it's art in America. We're always willing to take, (laughs) take any kind of donations and help out. Great. Well, it sounds like a wonderful program over there at KCC. I'm looking forward to your next couple of shows. Thank you so much for the time this morning. For sure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking the time this morning to join us at the Creative Cafe. Since 1985, the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo has honored artists, organizations, and businesses in our community that have contributed greatly to the enrichment of our community. If you know any artists, arts educators, arts administrators, volunteers, businesses, or organizations that need to be celebrated for their contributions to the arts, you're invited to nominate them for a Community Arts Award. Submissions are easy to make. Just go to our website, kalamazooarts.org. That's kalamazooarts.org and find Community Arts Awards under the Program tab. Help us to recognize the rock stars in our community. Nominations are open until October 11th, and please remember to save the date. The ceremony will be held on Wednesday, December 7th at 5.30 p.m. at the Gull Lake Center for Fine Arts. Please join us next week for another installment of The Creative Cafe, brought to you by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo.